up, everybody? Welcome to episode four of Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, are my two good friends, Dean Montalbano and Ray Volo. In episode four, we'll be going through the second division preview, and we will move on to our brothers from across the way, the NFC East. And then we will continue with our position group rankings as we take a closer look into the guys' top five corners. Fellas, how are we feeling? First day of offseason started yesterday with the franchise tag opening, so it is officially football season. Let's fucking go. Getting a little horny, to be honest with you. It's a little bit of a cock tease. Yeah, well, I'll be over at uh, I'll be over at then. So, <laughs> oh, so so hyped. Um, it it hurts thinking about actually how far away the season actually it's so is. far seven <laughs> seven and a half months away but um as a football fan you know you take everything you can get i mean as a jets fan so this is this, our, is, this, always, this, this is, our, is always our super bowl yeah um until we actually win the super bowl this year um so also pencil that in yeah best day of the year is draft day yeah for any jets fan yeah with kevin costner honestly Ke- <laughs> <laughs> That movie is not bad. That movie Whoever hasn't seen it. That movie was good. It had me at the edge of my seat. That's I all mean, I got. Nobody. No nobody what what'd you say? I said Vontae Mack, no matter what, bro. Dude. <laughs> it was such bullshit. No, that dumb little, that dumb little fucking note. Oh, yeah, yo. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Chill, chill. Yeah. I mean, nobody went to Bo Callahan's uh, birthday party. So that told you everything you needed to know. <laughs> what the things, the, the intangibles that don't show up on tape are always what get, gets these guys either vaulted or brings them down the board. Um, but got to love that. All right. So we will be starting off with our first team, the NFC East, and we are going in reverse order of the draft order again, as we did last week. Um, so that means we will start with the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas comes in with seven picks, and they are picking at 24. Um, some areas of need, maybe an edge rusher uh, to free up Michael Parsons a little bit to play him at his natural position that they drafted um, some secondary help, some, in, some interior offensive line help with Connor Williams is set to hit free agency um, him as well as Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, Leighton Vanderesh and Randy Gregory, a few notable names that are set to hit free agency. Um, so we're going to start it off with Ray. Ray, how are you feeling about Dallas going into this draft? Uh, I feel like they're, Kind of fucked, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> Putting it lightly, friend. I mean, I'm just looking at all their free agents. Like, you didn't mention Keanu Neal's a free agent, too. I mean, I know not the biggest name, but uh, you said Cedric Wilson. I mean, they're losing a lot of talent on offense. Their offensive line is always banged up, I feel like. They're losing Connor Williams. I they're Right now, they're, like, about $22 million above the cap. I think they, they can get up. They can still, like, they can create room, but – I, I just don't like they have. I feel like they have a lot of holes. You like you mentioned. Like I don't think you mentioned. You didn't say wide receiver. Amari Cooper could be gone. It needs. Uh, they, by the way, Cedric Wilson towards the end of the year was legit. Dak Prescott's number one, yeah, staring yeah. him down. I mean, I feel like they have to bring him. I don't know if he's I think. Gonna, I think they'll bring him back over Gallup yeah, for Gallup, sure. Gallup's gone. Um, I don't know. If he, is he restricted? Maybe. Like I don't. I'm a bit like. I don't think so. Even if you bring him back, like they need to watch. Like, Amari Cooper, they're saying, is going to be gone. Like, they, you need wide receiver help. And you know Jerry Jones likes to make a splash. Mm-hmm. Like, I know they're, they're uh, a good organization. They'll probably figure it out. But it's just so hard when the quarterbacks are eating up that much money to, I think, put out a winner. Like, it just shows that quarterbacks on the rookie deal, you got to take advantage of it. Um, I think that 
like free agency wise, I mean, they're going to have to get some interior offensive line help, I would assume, because I don't think they're going to be using premium picks on that again. But even like you mentioned off ball linebacker, like how many years are they going to use premium picks on that position? Micah, late. It's crazy. Parish, I mean, Smith, they, I they use it. They use it on Micah and he didn't even play there yeah. last year. <laughs> like they, need, they need an edge rusher with Randy Gregory gone. Where are they picking him? Like 20, mid 20, which is 24. 24. Ooh. 24. Um, I mean, I feel like in this edge class, they may could probably target one of them. Wouldn't be over the shot to take over receiver again. I, I really wouldn't. Uh, be crazy. Dean, what do you think? No, I definitely agree. I think 24 could be a really nice spot for a like a really good edge defender to fall to. I just feel like there's too many in this draft. And um, I feel like they have a decent shot at getting maybe even an Ojabo, just like uh, I believe he just went to the Cowboys in the latest mock draft by McShay. And I don't think that's absolutely crazy. And I would be ecstatic if I'm them for that. Um, and I feel like they can't go wrong with a receiver. I think you're right. I think you got to bring bring back Schultz, obviously. Um, I think he's word around, gone. Word around the league is that they're not going to tag him. Yeah, there's no, um, there's no chance he's back. In my I, 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 I pray I, the Jets swoop in on that. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I don't, yeah. You, you said with the money, you really you, can't. Could can't you? Could you tight end? Could you trade a wide receiver for a wide receiver? Uh, what is this Madden? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird. But yes, I would see one of those. You also need to get again safety help off off uh off ball linebacker up, exactly like you said. Uh, and this O line is not getting any younger. And yeah. towards the end of the year, they were they were honestly middle of pack. Always a dominant O line, but that's going. And if that goes, I don't <laughs> I think they're screwed. I agree yeah. with Ray. It's uh it's a really interesting team because like I do like Dak a lot. But at some point, you just have to take that next step, and they're not, and the rest of the team is kind of aging and kind of falling apart. Like, when do you blow it up? They're in a weird spot. And also, I just want to, like, that Zeke contract, I mean, you know, Zeke's my boy, but. And they love Tony Pollard. I'm looking it up right now. I don't even see it. I don't think there's a way to get out of that. They say his uh, his base salary in 2022 is going to be almost $12.5 Cap hit's going to be about 18. Dead cap value, 30. I don't think a running back will ever get money ever again. No, ever. They should. I mean, there's just there's too many athletes nowadays where to like, I guess, re- reason just giving someone that much, like, give them that much money. I feel like running backs and receivers. Look at Debo Samuel. <laughs> Word. <laughs> I'm just saying, look at Debo. He was just a wide receiver. He basically converted to running back. That's not the same thing. I think it's the same thing. Is it? Yeah, he was. In my opinion, he was. He looked like a top five running back in the NFL to me. And I know, yeah, I know you guys every, scoffed at me. Yeah, but not every other top five wide receiver. If you put Justin Jefferson in the backfield, he's not going to be a top five running back. Yeah, no, I agree. I hear what you're saying. I I was just using that as a a way of saying that really you could get great running back help in you know, in mid rounds of the draft and even from wide receivers. Corderell Patterson, Patterson. Oh, that's my guy. He was a beast. Um, yeah, this is such an interesting spot for them. I think uh, when we mocked a few weeks ago, 
I think if Ray took uh, Darren Kennard, I don't believe he would mock him there again uh, after the last few weeks of uh, watching tape and uh, maybe sending out some some hate mail to uh, <laughs> to the Kentucky uh, offensive lineman. Um, but all right, yeah, it's I don't know. This is such a weird spot. Jerry Jones is a machine though. He'll do something. I love that guy. He'll do something fucking crazy. I love that guy. That fucks like a racehorse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh we're gonna move on to Philly next. Uh I kind of believe Philly runs this draft. Um they can go so many places. They have eleven picks, they pick at fifteen from Miami, they pick at sixteen from Chicago, and then they have nineteen their own pick. Um, they can go a lot of places too. They need some edge help. They need some secondary help. They need some interior offensive line help with Jason Kelsey, uh, probably done. Brandon Brooks also retired. Um, they could use a linebacker. Do they possibly trade somewhere and trade picks for a quarterback? Um, I think Jalen probably did enough to play next year, uh, but Deshaun Watson's out there with, well, maybe he's not out there, but. Uh, still, still getting tugged. Who knows? Um, tugs, man. What? A, a, a couple other guys to note uh, set the hit free agency: Anthony Harris, Steve Nelson, who has played well for them, um, and Derek Barnett. I kind of like that for the Jets too. If they could scoop him on like a, a smaller deal, um, he's a good player for four or five years, consistent. Yeah, I don't think he's been in the league that long, but maybe yeah, he was. I think he was taken in 2017. It's been at least four, been at least four years. God, Maybe four getting, or five. God, we're getting fucking old. Um, yeah, we really are. Uh, but Dean, tell me what you like here with Philly. Three picks in the first round. Yeah, just like you said, it, it all starts there. They run the draft. We've said that um, for our mock draft episode. Um, if you're if you're a Philly fan, you are pumped. You, you go back six picks. Still get your guy in Devontae Smith last year, and you're going to have a premium pick this year. Then on top of that, you give away Carson Wentz, which was not going to work at all. He was and eh, might not even be on the Colts for the next year. I heard I heard rumors that they they, they kind of want to move ship on that. Um, and yeah, they're they're really excited. I think with longtime starters like we just said, Barnett and J- you know Jason Kelsey gone, if they can get away in those three picks with you know something mirroring like a Linderbaum, maybe Jermaine Johnson which I might might not be there, but, and then also adding someone on the other side of Devonte, kind of like a Drake London, you're in uh, you're in bird heaven. Uh, I I'd be pumped. So that, and then, uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously they're going to have some good options in the free agency market. I believe they have a good amount of a good, you know, good amount of chunk change. Yeah. I think um, they have like around 19 million in cap. Um, Dean, I know you're saying, I know you're saying you'd be pumped as an Eagles fan. Um, and I do have some pause. I do have a lot of Eagles fans in my life and I feel like it's kind of split because you're pumped that you have three picks mm-hmm. and you can really build around Jalen who did some nice things at the end of the year, but really showed in the playoffs that, you know, I, he's not a winning Super Bowl kind of player but you kind of have to go all in on him right now. I, I'm not sure. Honestly, I really, right. Like, are you pumped that you have that you like are forced to go all in on Jalen hurts? 
what do you i mean i was talking about this you're not forced but i I was talking about this fast today like what do you think russell wilson is going to cost two firsts at least like do you think two i I was talking to him about it does two firsts get even get you there you think you can get away with hurts two first and plus like a mid-round pick like if you can get away with that, I think there's no. Brainer. I feel. If you I feel if, like if you can come away with Russell Wilson and a first round pick this year, like I think, like I forgot that these fuckers made the playoffs in spite of Hurts. Yeah. Like, like they're, they're, they're a good roster. They really have good. some money to work with. I think they're at around twenty now. From what I hear, they can get up to like forty with some restructures and shit. Like, why not go spend a little bit in free agency and then bring in Russell? Like, I mean, like if you like, they made the playoffs. Because Philly, because Philly fans hate that Catholic crap. <laughs> fair, fair enough. What about what about the rub and tug machine? What about go get Watts? Probably yeah. get cheaper than I mean, Wilson, right? Oh, if you get Watson, it's so like what's what's his market? Because they because he the Texans are asking for fucking four first round picks. Like this guy's got thir- this guy's got thirty two civil lawsuits pending against him. Like, they need a, they need to humble themselves. That's really it. Yeah. If that happens, that's a dream. For them. They don't even need to really change that offense that much. I think they'd love that. I think I feel like Russell Wilson may be a little bit more realistic because you can include Hurts in that package. Like I don't like. Do you think the Texans are going to want Hurts? I, I mean, I think they'd rather roll it with Davis. No, I think they'd probably just keep Davis Mills. Yeah. So um, I, don't I also think, yeah. I think you have, to, you have to think about it too. I mean, he was Hurts was what he was a mid round pick, so he's got two years left on that rookie deal before. Was this, yeah, he was a second round pick. So like if if he let's. God forbid he hits. I mean, I mean, if he hits, he he hits. But like, if you get into that no man's land where you have to pay him, and then he's like a middle of the road quarterback, it's kind of shitty. So I don't know. I think they really. (sighs) I think like what's his like what what's his ceiling? I don't know. No idea. It's like, I think his ceiling is like a middle of the road quarterback. I I think. I mean, I think he's he's gritty. He's gritty, and I like the player and. They win games on the on his back sometimes, running the ball and just like willing some plays. But like, oh. I mean, at the end of the day, you gotta if you're a quarterback, yeah, I wouldn't throw on the ball. Running yeah. starts and stuff, you know. Sports NFL is putting that shit on. Wins you some fantasy games, but at the end of the day, if you want to win a Super Bowl, you're gonna have to make some throws. I mean, not I, too long, not too long ago, Nick Foles won them a Super Bowl. So, I guess it can be done. I guess. Uh, very true. I don't know. I think he's more gonna be a like a fringe starter type of guy and like really, really solid backup. But I don't think they can be, I don't think he can win a Super Bowl. So, I mean, you have three first round picks. They're going to have to do some serious soul searching and just yeah. decide they believe him or not. But if they don't, if there's even a little bit of doubt, I think, yeah, go get, make it. Make yeah. It. Gun to your head next season. Who's the starter for the Philadelphia Eagles? Hurts. Oh, wow. Hurts. I, I hurts, feel like it needs hurts to be of the said. Field. I'll give you hurts of the field. I feel like it needs to be said. In my opinion, showed enough where you could do another year trying to build around him, give him another weapon, and yeah. But when do you have capital like this? Yeah, I, I, you don't. I think I'm gonna go. Field. You don't. I'm gonna go the field. You gonna take the true. field? That's very true. Of, I just don't think. I just don't think they're getting Russ. Well, I, 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 I said, I said, hurts of the field. More than just Russ out there, though. Yeah, I mean, really. What Jimmy G? Jimmy G, Kirk Cousins, Russ, Deshaun Watson are four. Well, they draft. Well, they draft. You, yeah. I, I don't you don't think draft. You, you don't. You can't drafting a guy. You can't draft one. <laughs> That'd be Watch. insane. It's part of the field. I guess. Yeah. I mean, they could draft a guy, but 
he's not replacing Hurts year one. I kind of don't hate Malik Willis in that system. Yeah, developmental. I I wouldn't hate it. They're not going to do that. Um, gun to my head, I'm taking Hurts uh, as their starting quarterback next mm-hmm. year. Um, that's a really, really no- another interesting situation. This division fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> miserable. <laughs> We're going to move on to Washington. The Commanders, um, as they are now known, they only have six picks going into next year. They're picking at 11. Um, could be a spot for a quarterback. They need some wide receiver help. They need some secondary help. They need some offensive line help. Fuck, they kind of need everything, honestly. Um, <laughs> Brent Sheriff, um, John Bossick, J.D. McKissick, and our guy Fitzmagic, yeah, all set to hit free agency. Um, does Fitzy get a deal next year? Honestly, if I'm the Jets, <laughs> I'm dropping Wilson and I'm picking up Fitz. And I'm just winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> Maybe two. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Ray, well, how you feeling about Washington and way and where they are headed? Um, I mean, they're another team I think that's in no man's land. They have money to work with, which is good. They got a good head coach, obviously. Uh, and their front four is elite. Besides that, they can really like we said, they can really use everything. Um, if you love one of the quarterbacks. Take him at 11. I don't think there's one worth it. I wouldn't hate like a Desmond Ritter in round two, top of round two, maybe. Like, and just like pair, pair him with Heineke. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. What I mean, do you do it, there? It's just tough. They're in a tough spot, man. They really are. You're just, they're in no man's quarterback, no man's land. Which yeah. Is and they have, no, they have no draft capital to try to trade for somebody. Yeah. No, they're trading for someone out. I mean, maybe you can go into that free agent market. Like, I'm very maybe maybe Jimmy G no. for two. No. Make a little splash with the maybe name. Jimmy G for a two. I mean, I think Ron Rivera would, is in fucking. He's doing shrooms or something. If he's <laughs> like, I don't know what what you would be doing thinking that. Nothing wrong with shrooms. Good time. I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I'm them at that 11 spot, I'd probably just go. I think they just gotta go BPA to be honest. You probably one of the linemen and just try to. Solidify the line, maybe take a flyer on a young quarterback day two and just wait it out. I think that's really the best case scenario. I think I think you're honestly spot on, Ray. I think for them at 11, especially, it's just draft good players. Um, I could see it being maybe the number one wide receiver off the board. I would love to see someone on the other side of uh, Scary Terry because he just gets doubled all day. They just put all – Everything they just stare at him the whole time. Uh, I, I think I, I just don't. I don't see like they're like again like wide receiver. Like it's a good wide receiver yeah. year, yeah. But like it's a deep position, and they just need so much. I think you just gotta build a foundation up front. I think Ron Rivera knows that. I think yeah. I think alignment probably would be should be the pick here if if not quarterback. Because I just think it's too early for interior line guy. I think that's kind of what they need more. Um, so I, I can see a trade nowadays, yeah. man. Line's line. Yeah. I can see a trade out for sure. With the yeah. Only six picks. Any more picks. Wouldn't hate that. I can see I mean, somebody moving up for a quarterback if they don't like yeah. any of the guys. I don't know. Maybe it's a good spot for the Jets if they do like a quarterback and somebody wants to leapfrog them because that would make me bust. Maybe, uh, maybe <laughs> Washington trades up for just one spot. We've seen that in the past. Yeah, the- we have. Uh, I mean, I don't know why they would trade one spot there, but 
it's just so someone else doesn't do it. <sighs> Maybe. All good, all good things for the Jets. Um, fuck this team. I don't want to talk about it anymore because they stink. Um, it's really weird though. It's like two years ago, two, two years ago though, like when they were rolling into the playoffs with all this momentum, it was like they were the next 49ers kind of built like team, uh, with their front four. And now what the hell do they do? Um, so we are going to roll on to our final team for the NFC East. Um, our little brothers in MetLife. That'll get Fab stirred up. Um, the New York Giants, they have nine picks in this draft. They're picking up five and seven, and they also have pick 36 in the second round, so really nice capital for them. This is another team that could use a fuck ton of positions. Um, offensive tackle being the big glaring need. They could use another edge rusher. They could use a linebacker. Fuck, they draft so many goddamn wide receivers and sign so many wide receivers. They could use another wide receiver, too, because that, <laughs> that core blows. Yeah, um, yeah giving uh, Kenny Galladay $18 million, uh, probably, not the best, probably not the best idea. Um, but Evan Ingram, Jabril Peppers, Nate Solder, who stinks, um, Billy Price, Will Hernandez, all across that offensive line, all set to hit free agency. Um, Dino, what are you thinking for the G-men here? Five and seven, and then thirty-six too. We could t- we could throw thirty-six in there as well. They got eleven picks again, like the like the Eagles. Eleven picks again. I think this is another nine. Uh, nine. Mm-hmm. I thought they had eleven. Am I bugging out? Do they have like new con- compensatory picks? That um, uh, whatever. Anyway, they have, they they have a lot of draft picks. Uh, just like just like the Eagles. This is a team to have some excitement and optimism about, in my opinion. I think there's two teams to be optimistic about for the future um, and two that are just piss poor, and those are the commanders and the and the boys. Uh, they have Andrew Thomas, who progressed nicely. Ojolari showed some good promise, and they killed it in the hiring process. They got they got their head coach, and they got their, they got their GM of the future, and I, I truly believe that. I believe Favs is going to be happy to hear that. Uh, where they're drafting here, I feel like this draft is perfect for them. I think they are going to probably get Icky at five, which I think is a dream for them. I think they're or Cave on Thibodeau, which would be crazy. They they need they need someone on the other side of Andrew Thomas, and they need someone obviously uh, at edge. So I think it starts right there. Just like you said, they need wide receivers. They do they do need a lot of help, but to yeah. They got the foundation down with the coaching, with the head, with the head coach. And I know this is a, this is another team that you mentioned that you're excited for, mm-hmm. but like, are you excited yeah, for I Daniel mean, Jones? It's it, it it starts and ends. Why, with why do you guys Jones. think I'm talking about this year? Why why do you? I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about for the future. For yeah, but that's part of their future plans. Can, yeah. Can I say one? Thing? In what yes, world? Are the Giants better off than the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> I think they are. are you, did you just smoke fucking ayahuasca? Like I don't understand what's going on. I think they are. They're, they're not. They're not legit shackled to a running back and quarterback yeah, they, contract. Yeah, because they don't have one. They have no yeah. players. <laughs> I mean, it's it. They're going to next year in the draft, dude. I'm excited for them. I think. I think they're. I think. I think it all starts obviously with GM and head coach. I think they killed it. They got Wink Martindale as their DC, and I love that as well. I'm excited if I'm them. They're the worst team in football the past what seven, eight years, seven years, 
So I think they could be optimistic now. Maybe it's not. You guys think I'm talking about them in the fucking Super Bowl next year? I'm not talking. I'm not saying not saying optimistic for once. I'm not I'm not saying and I'm not even talking about just this year, but your plan next year is to go in with Daniel Jones and that's your building block for the future. And no, I think I think they, they draft. One next. I mean, I'm, I'm saying like your young quarterback has to be your building block for the future. And if you're just going to disregard that as like a speed bump in their future plans, then that's absurd because yeah. then you have because then you have to start over next year if you cut it like, you know what I mean? I mean, they're probably going to have to. Play. I don't think you. I don't think you have to. I think that this year they're going to make considerable progress in shaping an offense for that quarterback to come. I think they've been in absolute no man's land since the second to last year of Eli. Absolute no man's land. Legit zero things to be optimistic about. I think now they actually do. I. I I'm not going to, I'm oh, really not going to stand down on this. That's fair. I think they have the ship point in the right direction. But yes. I think the Dallas Cowboys have about a 50 mile lead on that. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I, I think, I think, I don't think they're going to have enough to win it at all. And then they're going to be absolutely looking at old players, expensive contracts, and just a whole restart. I think their next step is going to be a restart, and G Men are already starting that restart. Okay, I'll, I'll give it to you. Sure. I think their stock is down. I think the Giants are stock yeah, is up. I guess, I guess you know, even though they're way higher in stock, I still think they're they're plummeting and the, the G-men are going to go skyrocket. My, my whole thing is just your, not ex- your excitement for the future is mm. getting rid of Daniel Jones. Yeah, guys, that's that's my thing. Hit on picks. Yes. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're talking about draft. Well, this is this is, I guess, a draft podcast when draft picks take years to obviously come to fruition we're Je- we're jets fans we're pumped about the three and five year plan that's what i'm talking about for the gmap yeah but the difference is we just started over and we we know our quarterback for the next yeah again they're pointing years. in the right direction i think for the first time in six seven years and i'm i'm excited if i'm a giants fan i think the the coaching hire and the organizational hire the gm is Incredible. I love Dable and I wanted him to be the Jets coach last year. Um, but just not knowing where your quarterback play is going to come from next year um, doesn't get me excited. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you <laughs> can't really Daniel Jones, but I do know what Dean's mean. Like they, they're pointing in the right direction. I get it. It comes down to hitting on these picks. I get it. Uh, I agree with Dean. I think I, I honestly wouldn't hate doubling up on offensive line. Just yeah. Say, Fuck it. Just, Fuck it. You just go up, like, just get too sick. Maybe, honestly, realistically, too, I wouldn't hate offensive line of five, trade out of seven, and go I was just about to say, I think they're a really, really great uh, trade-out candidate. They they need players everywhere. They have a new organizational structure, as we just said. And there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to get cut, I think, honestly. They need – they're going to cut a fuck ton of guys. A lot of guys are going to get cut. Bradbury could be gone. Martinez could be Gone. I think Martinez is definitely gone after injured after Saquon, getting injured. Saquon could be I'm, gone. I'm sorry about that. They do have nine. I apologize. I don't know how I got to eleven. Golly, they yeah. could they could they could they could need to reshape their team entirely. So I really wouldn't hate a trade out. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. Well, a shitty uh division preview. So that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So we're gonna move into our cornerback rankings now. Each guy will select his top five, and we'll give a few honorable mentions. Um, we're going to start with Dean here. 
um, for his honorable mentions. Dean, who do you got outside your top five for this cornerback class, which I really like? Yeah. Um, watch a lot of their tape. I like a lot of them. I would like a lot of them to be on on my team, on my favorite team, obviously the Jets. I'm going to start with the Washington corner on the opposite side of Trent McDuffie, and that's Kyler Gordon. Uh, really versatile corner. That's what they ask of their corners down in Washington, and I think that's kind of a big aspect of why scouts are loving both of down them. In Wa- down in Washington, Dean, Washington is the uh, Pacific Northwest. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't care about your geography, brother. <laughs> it's not here. As you say, down. I just say down. Okay, Canada's hey. down. And plus, the earth is flat. We all know that. Um, no, I'm sure, Kyrie. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, anyway, versatile corner. I see him playing mostly inside at the next level. When I watch his tape, the one thing that I saw more than anyone, though, and I just want to state this because this gets daddy jazzed the fuck up, is he always knows where the first down marker is. I'm talking about always. It's actually scary to me, which I love. So that's really it. I got Kyler Gordon. Um, you want me to do right, both? You want to, ta- you want to take this or me? Because this is a player that I really like. Yeah, I mean, I like him too. I think Dean's, again, on his type 2 diabetes, no insulin, just low. Dude, the low. inside thing, I think, <laughs> I, think, I think he projects as a primary outside corner. He, I think he does yeah. have versatility to play inside. Um, but I definitely see him playing outside more. He's a freak, honestly, of an athlete. I have him skyrocketing up my board. I have him at number three right now for my corners. Um, and I think he's going to test like a mofo. Um, in Indy, um, Ray, I know you like him as well. What do you think? Uh, I'll hold off to the line, get to him. Yeah. He's low. I, I will just say one thing. I, I didn't say it as in he can't play outside. I feel like. We have been really undermining the inside corner position. I feel like it's very important in today's NFL where slot corners are the best corners. Slot receivers, I apologize, are the best receivers in the league, some of them. I mean, obviously, you look at Cooper Cup. So I don't think that's a slight. He can definitely play inside, outside, but he he did both, and I I think that he proved that he can be really good in the inside, and that's probably where I'll put him at for the most part. All right. Right. What about you for your first honorable mention? I, my first honorable, I mean, this isn't like just outside the top seven. These are some guys I want to talk about. Um, yeah. I'm going to go Clemson quarterback, but not Andrew Booth. I'm going to go Mario Goodrich. Mm, outside good uh, when I was watching, I mean, let me just state watching um, Clemson defense with like watching grass grow. I fucking hate it. <laughs> It was just constantly playing cover three. I don't, they barely yeah. planned up. It was just boring as shit. Um, but for a Jets fan who whose team also plays cover three, I really – Mario Goodrich intrigues me. Uh, Joe Douglas has shown that he likes going cornerback mid to late rounds. I think he'll be a mid-round pick. Um, he was a good recruit coming out. I think he was like a number six corner, four-star. Uh, stayed there all four years despite early struggles, which I really like. You always see him talking on the defense, like, like communicating. I saw his pick in the uh, Cheez-It Bowl. He, like, picked the ball off after it was batted down and, like, immediately starts directing traffic, which I like. Um, I think he's re- good breaking on the ball. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good flyer. I like it. I mean, Booth, I know, is, like, the talk of the town, but don't sleep on Goodrich. Dean, what about you for your second honorable mention? 
I kind of went a little different because I believe we at first were going to do top seven. So I kind of had it already structured that way. So I'm still just going to stay true to that. I'm at number six, going to be at Kair Elam. Apologize if I said that wrong. This guy is the exact size and length that you're going to want for an outside outside corner prospect. He had slight, slight issues with burner receivers in man, but he really, he presses up on you. Honestly, he presses up on you like you're at a rave. He just, it, he's probably maybe the best press corner in, in the draft, in my opinion. He was really, really effective at stolen routes, and that's kind of why I have him up this high. Uh, go Gators. Uh, Gator beat. Uh, shout out, Dylan. That's shout, out St- shout out, Stella. Shout out, Stella. Ray, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on Elam? Are you going to talk about him as well? Yeah, I'll talk about him later, too. Like Dean's on his type 2 diabetes. Fair enough. Dean's uh, fucking up the whole podcast. He'll get there. Yeah, he's, a, he's, our, he's our special kind of boy. Uh, <laughs> my second honorary mention, it's a little out there. I haven't heard his name much, but Martin Emerson out of uh, Mississippi State. I have him higher than Goodrich. Uh, but he's similar to what Dean was saying about Elam. He's big, tall, physical outside corner. I think he's listed at 6'2", 200. Uh, he comes in at the combine. But um, I like him as a – he plays a lot of, like, deep third uh, cover three corner, but he, he'll play off man. He plays in cover two, uh, versatile. I'm very curious to see what he's going to run. That could be an issue just because he plays off so much. Um, but I love the way he breaks on the ball. Like Dean was saying about – um about my boy Kyler Gordon. He always he knows where the first down sticks are. Uh, mm. Question oh, that is straight line speed I'm, I'm a little concerned about and uh, lack of ball production. I don't think he had a pick last year, and I think he only had like one or two pass defended, which is worrisome. But very strong tackler, big physical. Uh, I think he's going to end up being a, a number two corner on a team that plays a lot of zone, and I think that's perfect for the Jets. So. That's gonna be my second guy. Like it, little little spicy. Uh, I'm between two tackles. Okay, no, I'm not trying to do this. Those, first, I like those two a lot. Like yeah. Turkey on rye, you know. We're gonna. Yeah. Kill <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are gonna roll right into the fellas' top five, and we're gonna start with Dean. Dean, who you got at number five? I'm gonna say this guy really, really slowly, just so I could see Ray's roll, Ray's eyes roll. Extra, extra good. I just want to be, make sure I'm looking right at him when I do this. My number five guy is going to be Roger McCreary out of Auburn. Nothing okay. Wrong, nothing <laughs> anyway, I can't, I can't, I cannot overlook this guy's tape. I don't give a fuck what his arms measured at. I, I mean, I obviously dropped him down. I liked him a lot. You guys know that. Uh, but I really don't care. Just like we said before, I think an inside corner can be an end of the first round pick or, or, you know, early day two pick in today's NFL for sure. And he's going to be a damn good inside corner. He might even play outside. He did it a ton in college. I can't see it being completely out of question, even though it's highly unlikely. He's a lead in man coverage. He really has great instincts when it comes to play action and screens. And he can even pinpoint the ball. I think he had three picks back to back, but he, he, he's really good at kind of, pushing through guys' hands when they're really going up to make contested catches. I really like that a lot. I, you know, I, I just can't, can't overlook it. 
Right. I know this isn't uh, your favorite player, um, and I know the arm length worries you a ton. I'm not sure if you have him in your top five, um, but if you want to speak on this, please be my guest. There's a little misconception. I don't hate McCurry. I know I mentioned him as a loser on the uh, (laughs) – sounds fucked up. On the Super Bowl uh, (laughs) – Loser. (laughs) No, honestly, I was just – the short arms, like, Dean, as an analytics nerd and virgin like yourself, like, teams are going to be out on that shit, especially in the first round. But you yeah. are right. I think he's very sticky in man coverage. Um, I think he could be. He's going to be a good slot corner, good man, like man corner. But uh, my whole point was that those arm length, I think, lost him some money. But yes, he's he's not in my top five. He's just outside. But I think he's going to be a good player. Day two pick. Cool. Cool. Ray, who do you got at number five? Uh, five for me is going to be Trent McDuffie, the uh, Washington corner. Um, again, he's. I think he's the. Of the watch two Washington guys, I think he's got the inside outside versatility. Definitely, uh, very curious to see his measurements. I think they both. I think they both. I think they both do. Yeah, I think so too. But very curious to see his measurements at the combine. He's a little lean, but that does not affect his tackling at all. He's a good tackler. Uh, they play a lot of cover three, but I mean they mix in. He mixes in man. He's good. Um, like I said, inside outside versatility. And uh, his instincts really show on tape. Like, he's always around the ball. I know the interception numbers aren't that high, but interceptions are overrated. If you're fucking dorks. Uh, he's, he's a good corner. I think he's going to be a probably late one, early two pick. But his versatility is what jumps out at me, which I which really intrigued me in uh, today's, day, today's day and age where corners are going to have to move around. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of uh, another UW uh, corner, Byron Murphy. Yeah, uh, I feel like very, very similar traits. It was just, it's so weird though. When I was watching those Washington games and I was trying to focus on McDuffie, I just always kept coming back to Gordon. I was the same way. Just, I, I couldn't get him, uh, couldn't get him out of my head. I do really like McDuffie too. Um, you know, just, he reminds me of, uh, Sean Murphy bunting a little bit on, mm. uh, what you call on Tampa. On Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. Ray and, loves his pro comps. Who doesn't? Yeah, I mean. That's true. That's true. It's, it's another guy, though, that just the length, uh, obviously not as severe as uh, as McCreary, but wondering if that hurts his stock at all. It'll be interesting to see what he comes in at uh, in Indy. We're going to roll right to number four. Dean, who do you got slated at number four? I'll be really, really quick because it is Trent McDuffie as well. Just like uh, at number four for me, um, just one spot higher than Ray's. Really just like Kyler Gordon, and I don't think Ray said it even enough. He's just incredibly versatile, can play man, can play zone, and could do both very effectively. So I, I really do project him as as a starting inside or, or outside corner in the NFL, almost out the gate. So I'll say Trent McDuffie at four. Sweet. Yeah, I think he definitely uh, projects better inside, and I think he'll be a damn good uh, slot corner. Um, But cool. I'm with you, Ray. Let's roll right to your number four here. Uh, Number four, I'm going with his teammate, Kyle Gordon. Uh, Love it. When I first turned on the tape, I was trying to watch Trent McDuffie, and I just kept looking at Gordon. Uh, I love me some corner, like the bigger, physical, longer corners, and I feel like Kyler is just that. I mean, he's only listed as six foot two hundred, but he just looks—he just looks bigger. Looks, looks huge. Bigger. Yeah, I 
I love the way um, I feel like he presses up more. I like I like the way he was pressing in man coverage and the way he was like trailing the receiver. He didn't get looked like he was too overwhelmed when the ball was in the air. He would be able to turn and find it. Um, I think like I like you said earlier. I think he's gonna blow the combine up. I think he's in, he looks he just looks like he's exploded off. He's um, a freak. Yeah, he looks like a freak. I'm pretty. I'm very excited to watch him run on the combine. I think uh, when all said and done, he's gonna be a like surefire like top twenty pick. Um, and he's also, I know, like today's day and age, it has to be said that he's a very, very good tackler. Yeah, both both of them definitely are. Yeah. Um, I love this guy, honestly. I know uh, there's so many routes um, that I, uh, so many reps that I was watching where he was literally just running routes for the receivers, and then he makes play on it. Like, um, I think his he kind of gets caught sometimes. Uh, a little wa- uh, little watching quarterback too much, um, trying to make a big play, um, but and he kind of relies on his athleticism a little bit too much when he's trailing receivers. Um, but I do think with the right coaching, this guy's a lockdown number one shutdown corner. Um, cool, so Dean. We are going to go. We're in the top three. Dean, who do you got at number three? This is where mine gets a, a tad bit spicy. Yeah, get a, get get a little spicy for me. Just a little. This is going to be Derek Stingley. Ooh. Amazing size again. I believe just a, a tad smaller than uh, Elam and and Sauce, but he has great hand usage, awesome balance, oily hips. He uh, I, this is one big thing that I like to point out uh, when I was watching his 2019 tape, which a lot of people do when they obviously project him as the number one corner in this, in this draft. Cause he was obviously amazing. Um, and a big reason why it was amazing in my eyes was that LSU predominantly was in a cover one, which obviously made, which, you know, really they put a ton of trust in Stingley being really for the most part alone, a lot of the time. And he was still unbelievable as a freshman. But, yeah. As a freshman, it was, it was actually nuts, but between all the missed time and I get a lot of people are, are speculating that the missed time is, you know, what did he really have to come back to in that LSU team? Um, that's a little bit, I get it. Uh, also, yeah, just between the missed time and really just how much I love these next two guys is why he's number three. But this guy has it all, and he's going to, again, be a guy who blows up the combine. He is an unreal athlete. He has all the tools for sure. These two guys, which I will explain why, or I just have a, a little bit higher than him. Yeah, I'm sure, Ray, you're about to uh... – Probably talk about him, um, but I agree. I mean, I just think this guy ceiling is so freaking high. Um, he's just he's just an absolute beast, and not coming back and then getting injured, um, it's tough. It's definitely gonna hurt him. But when it's all said and done, this guy could very well be the best player in this draft. Um, he's got all the tools. I know you were saying he's going to blow up the combine. I think all these guys that we mentioned um, and the few that we will mention are going to go crazy at the combine, and it's going to be really splitting hairs for a lot of these teams. Um, And it'll be interesting. He's a dominant just press man-to-man corner, though, but he can do a lot of it. A lot of uh, other stuff is really good in zone, too. So I do really like Stingley. It'll be really interesting to see where he falls and – kind of how he goes through the interview process. That'll be huge for him um, once the guys get to Indy next week. Um, so we I will go to Ray. That's going to be a big, uh, 
I believe that's going to be big for him as well. Yeah. Ray, your number three spot, who do you got? I got uh, Kair Elam at number three. I told you. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little out there, but watching his team, I love, I love me some tall, big, physical press corners. I think that's very needed today, and that's just exactly what he is. Um, you play a lot of press coverage, and he just looks so comfortable playing man. Gets a little physical down, like a little handsy downfield, which could lead to some penalties. I know he was pretty penalized uh, in college this past year, but. Um, Dylan said no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Honestly, honestly like the one I was watching, I got the, when I was watching the Alabama game, he got flagged once against, uh, I think it may have been, I don't know if it was Mechie or uh, Jameson, but it was such a bullshit call. I think I actually ended up picking it up. Um, but he plays uh, fucking excellent man coverage. He's really good at mirroring. Um, play, playing cover, I think he can translate into a cover three scheme and when he bails out. But I think ideally, I mean, when, it come, when push comes to shove, you got to play man coverage. That's how you have to win on third down. So I think that's a trait that a lot of teams, every team is looking for, and he has it in spades. Uh, one weakness, his tackling, it's going to have to get better at the next level. Um, I know his dad was a safety for the Jets, Abram Elam, but, like, just, dad, go get out there and just teach yourself to tackle. Because the one game, I was, like, a couple of games I was watching, he had, I think it was five missed tackles and didn't tackle once. I was like, what the just fuck? Some- just some father-son Oklahomas to get the boys ready. Honestly, I, I'd kind of watch that, but <laughs> uh, I think ball production is a little uh, questionable too. But like I said earlier, I don't really give a fuck as long as you're stopping the receiver from getting the ball. Um, so yeah, I, I project. I think he's going to be a starter immediately, and he has number one corner upside. But even if he settles in as a, as a really good number two, I think it's damn worth the late, the late one. Yeah, I like him. So we got the top two here now, and we will go to Dean for his number two corner. Dean, who do you got? I'm actually really shocked. I, I believe this guy's not even going to be in Ray's top five. Which He's he, not. That's that's you better believe that, it. That's crazy in my he opinion. He had his teammate but too. Yeah. That's well, that's an honorable mention. I'm, I'm I'm assuming he had Booth higher than this than Mario, but uh, but anyway, I got Andrew Booth out of Clemson. He has great size. Uh, six foot, 200, five-star recruit and everything for all of my money. He was the best zone corner in, you know, in the nation, in my opinion. And in a league where according to PFF, I believe every team except for the chiefs play zone predominantly zone, like more than 55% of the time. So I know it's, it's honestly a pretty, pretty dominant defense in the NFL of late. And I've seen that being the same moving forward. Uh, He's just nasty. His awareness, when he has his zone, he locks it the fuck down. I think he knows what's going on on the other side of the field. I I would love to be inside Andrew Booth's mind because he locks down zones. Uh, He's And then at the same time, He's also as sticky as Aunt Jemima when, when it comes to man. He, he, he's very sticky in man as well. I know I think Ray just shook his head, but he was very good in man the few times that Clemson did. I get that a lot of people want to slight him for his inexperience. He didn't have a ton of snaps. I think only like five, 600 total, I think less, um, which I guess can be a negative, but I think he's going to do amazing at the combine. And I see him as a, a mid first rounder and I love it. I would love the Jets to get him. I, I, I was shaking out my head at the stupid Aunt Jemima joke because I know that was <laughs> I know it was. Uh, two, wait, wait, wait. What, what about the Aunt Jemima joke? Definitely pre-planned. That was not pre-planned. I was staring at you. 
Sure, it's fine. Sure. Yeah. He's got like a big Jemima logo in the corner. (laughs) Oh, yo, yo, I got pancakes with syrup on them right here. Yes. Okay. Uh, Big ticket. Two, I can't believe you just quoted a PFF stat on my podcast. I fucking yeah. oh one week ban for Dean. I, yeah, that pissed me Jesus off. Christ. Do we go to a I special knew, guest I knew next you, week? You fucking say one statistic around this kid and he just starts freaking out. He starts having like a fucking tantrum like he's seven. Football, man. Nerds. Oh my yeah, god. It's just a ta- it's a tiny stat, <laughs> which is crazy true. I was a little bit blown back by it gotta play man 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 it's still i don't care what percentage fucking zones played i don't give a fuck when push comes in, <laughs> just like quarterbacks need to be able to throw the ball you need to be able to play man defensive style but i will say this on a positive note uh booth was my i think my number six corner and i do think that he's gonna blow up the combine like a motherfucker he does look like a freak oh, he's nasty he does look like a freaky athlete but i think he just he gets caught looking at the quarterback a little too much and i think that could turn out to bite him in the nfl and the lack of experience in particular man coverage. Yeah. I like the player. Um, um, yeah. It'll be interesting. I kind of have the same reservations as Ray. I was really, really high on him when we first started doing this. Um, and I think kind of my feelings have kind of shifted with Ray. Um, but all right, Ray, who do you got at number two here? Uh, I got D Sting at number two for me. Uh, I just want to put it out there that Dean. Is that a thing? Dean Cobb. That can't be a thing. That was that a thing? Brutal. Dean, Dean Sting. I'm just going to say that he wanted Booth as number one, but I digress. Oh, fuck off. Um, he's coming off the injuries and just the not giving a shit about playing, it looks like. <laughs> at the end of the day, talent wins out. Um, he's, he's a freak athlete, his feet are perfect. Great mirroring ability. Um, and surprisingly, when I was watching his tape in particular 2021, he's pretty comfortable in zone. He was playing like a deep third a lot, which surprised me because I remember him in 2019 just being a, like a man, like Dean was saying, cover one. Um, his tackling is pretty good, but he's definitely got to improve his physicality, in particular uh, pressing at the line, I think, which is why he's not my number one corner. Um like I said, I, the I can, I, interview is going to be huge with this guy because teams are going to wonder what the fuck was good these last two years. But uh, at the end of the day, that 2019 tape is going to really, really intrigue someone. And he does have the probably the most upside in the draft, I would say. I think his upside, he kind of reminds me of Marshawn Lattimore a little bit. Very smooth in coverage, very oily hips, as Dean likes to I was thinking Stefan Gilmore. I don't hate that either, but um, I prefer, prefer mine. Uh, <laughs> in Ohio State. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, no, number two. All right, so we're going to go on to number one. And if my calculations are correct, both guys will have Ahmad Sauce Gardner at number one. I also have him at number one, and he seems like he's the clear cut number one around the league. So, fellas, give me some good stuff on Sauce. Guy stole my nickname, but yeah, I'll, let him, really I'll let him have it. You're older, bro. It's all yours. It's all yours. That's true. Yeah. Um, and more successful. So, oh, uh, God. And- <laughs> I make so much more money than him right now. <laughs> so much more. Dude, BTT pays the bills. Holy shit. Anyway, yeah. I mean, it took it took me a second. He was always my number two. Ray wants to harp on it so much because I, I fell in love with Booth a little bit. I get a little biased. When I fall in love with someone and I feel like I'm the first one on him, I 
you know, I exaggerate a tad. I feel like most people do. Anyway, he has elite size and length, like 6'2", 6'3", 190, 195. Legit stuff that front offices could jerk off to when it comes to a corner. So he's the best man coverage corner in this draft. He really is. He's like the face of oily hips. If if there was a definition in the uh, in the dictionary, he'd probably be right next to it. Uh, and uh, crazy stat because Ray loves stats. He didn't let up one TD supposedly in in prime one on one coverage over thirty three fucking college games. Which, no. Holy fuck! That's <laughs> insanity. No, he's great. He, he presses you. What was that? I've heard, I've heard that one a thousand times. I know, but people people dispute it too because there, there's like there's like two plays that people say that count towards it. So I just wanted to kind of check off all those boxes. Right? I heard that. I was all my off. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, he's he's nasty. He could do it all versatile, and he's going to be an immediate starting corner out the gate. He's not going to make it past Vikings at twelve. There's legit zero percent shot. If I could bet any amount of money on it, I would fucking sell Alyssa, who's my significant other, and I hopefully I get something for it, and I just put it all on that. Not gonna get a lot. You think Alyssa gets you Sauce Gardner? I don't know. I think you have to no, no, just money to put down on Sauce Gardner. Uh, oh my god! If I could trade Alyssa for Sauce fucking Gardner, I was I'd gonna say pumped. I think you need to give up the apartment. You guys know how much I love I think, size. You can you can sell you can sell bigs for scraps. <laughs> bigs for scraps, then take the rest. Uh, uh, yeah, Ray, no. get, give me some give me some good stuff on sauce here i mean i you know i may seem like i'm a little upset but they do say imitation is the biggest form of flattery so i appreciate you popping <laughs> and you love me <laughs> yeah uh he's my number one corner this entire time he's a i think he's a freak sorry for saying that a lot chris but uh 630 like he was saying 200 pounds Ideal length for a press corner. Uh, I was surprised at all like the different coverages he played. He played man. He played press off zone, fucking cover three. He moved inside when uh, in that playoff game against Jamison Williams. He pretty much negated Jamison Williams. To be honest with you, I love the way. I think he put a, he put a real a real flaw in uh, Jamison's game where when you get a big strong corner to just press you at the line and just like shadow you. Like he didn't really do much against them. Um, Ball production, check. Man coverage, check. I think he's got it all. I'd be stunned if he wasn't the first corner taken. And I think he's probably going to be a top 10 pick. If he gets to the Jets at 10, I wouldn't even hate them taking him. I would love that, honestly. I, d- I think I want to trade out more at 10. Um, but if they take Sauce, can't hate that at all. Um, he's, built, he's just built like Cromarty. He has that like just long, skinny... Just like by better, he just looks like a better version of Cromartie. Yeah, he's definitely a little stickier than Cromartie. Cromartie was more bit more big play, but uh, yeah, let's 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 uh, hucker down. Crows the boat, crows the goat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Guy with uh, eleven kids and nine and with nine women. Guy oh, had, and doesn't even kid. remember all of his all of his kids' names. Dude, the guy had a kid after his vasectomy. <laughs> Come on, if that that's that's good shit. That is good. Yeah, that really is strong swimmers. Fucking Arnold, the strongest. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he has fucking he has fucking like millions of Michael Phelps in his nuts. It's crazy. <laughs> um, just a, just a few <laughs> other. Now, that one I could tell was not pre planned. Yeah, no, that one took I a lot of me. I was like thinking. I <laughs> 
just a few other guys uh, we didn't mention. Tariq Woolen, who blew up the Senior Bowl, who is mm-hmm. quickly rising very, very fast up draft boards. I think I even saw him maybe in, my, in McShay's latest mock in the first round, um, which would be really? crazy. People are saying he's running 4-2. Um, Greg, go ahead. You're raising uh, your hand. Yeah. Uh, has anyone ever tried looking up his tape on YouTube? I didn't even bother. Uh, I did. And uh, it's a tough watch. Yeah. You, well, I, yeah. I mean, UTSA, uh, they don't have the best uh, videography department. They, they have some game footage on there? Uh, There's very, very few. It's mostly senior bowl stuff at this point. Sure. Um, and kind of taking the word of some people that we trust. Yeah. Um, but he is supposedly going to run possibly sub four three, um, which would be crazy. A couple other guys. Um, Ray, did you mention uh, Martin Emerson? Yeah. Yes, I did. No, no, no. No, you did. Um, he's, he's another good player that uh, could be uh, mid-round talent. Kobe Bryant, Sauce Gardner's teammate, who was uh, the best defensive back this year. Um, another good player, uh, as well as Cam Taylor-Britt from Nebraska, another guy um, who's gotten some love, possibly a mid-round talent. This class is pretty stacked, honestly. This is another good class um, that I really like a lot of these guys, and hopefully uh, the Jets can take some fires maybe on, on a few of these guys. Um, but this will be a for teams that desperately need some secondary help, and uh, I feel like we always say you can never have too many corners. Um, this will be a really good draft for them. Um, but appreciate it, fellas. So that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our division review and got some more insight into this cornerback class. Come back next week. We're doing another division preview with the AFC North, um, a really interesting division, and then continuing on with our position rankings with the big fellas up front, the offensive tackles, which will be an awesome, awesome pod. Um I'm licking my lips for that one. Yeah, you love that shit. Holy shit. <laughs> As always, uh, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow follow our Twitter at Between Two Tackles with the number two and stick with us as we go through the 2022 offseason. Fellas, appreciate you. Peace. Peace.